0: Uh, good day guys it's me lemis email from the tech basics review podcast i'm here for the second episode of uh, this uh, new platform on the first time we started with uh, the smartphone technologies we discussed the screen properties uh whereby we analyzed that part the other part that is the screen is usually the most important part of the design because it's 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 what is actually the user interacts with it's actually what you touch is actually what you see the other parts of the design include things like um, the colors the back design and uh, things like camera camera is also an exterior element it's in the design and things like side fingerprint or whether the phone is has a an in display fingerprint those are also part of the design today uh, we're going to highlight on something called the performance performance of a phone is determined by internal components of the phone some of these internal components include things like the ram chip and the ram technology that is being used in the phone we have uh, the rom we have uh, the network chip we have the processor yeah and uh, these integrated circuits uh, in a phone so these internal components are what determine the performance of, of, of a phone and basically a computer to say uh, When we look at a phone a phone's processor, it's the brain It's it's what receives the input and gives you output Of course you might have a good processor, but it all depends with the kind of input you give it yeah. In computer they say gigo garbage in garbage out so you uh, the processor it also depends on the user now what kind of instructions uh input are you feeding this this brain of a phone called a processor so uh that in the types of processors different phones have different processors uh but the most common in the market are mediatek and snapdragon mediatek processors uh, this is a company that is based in Taiwan. Yeah, it, it, it focuses on uh, semiconductor technologies and uh, producing these integrated circuit chips. Uh, they are most famous for their Helio series, P series, and the G series. And the other type is the Snapdragon. Snapdragon is produced by Qualcomm. Qualcomm is an American company, and uh, it, the Snapdragon series is, uh, to say, the top ranking processor in the smartphone industry other brands might have their own in-house processors like Huawei had the Kirin processor Samsung had their Exynos processor but it's really these two major companies there Qualcomm for Snapdragon and Mediatek that have really specialized in this field they have captured this niche and they're actually producing these processors there you can say the entire semiconductor industry is really really a niche market is that you have to be so specialized to produce these things because the production process is quite intricate these things are very minute in size and uh, they are supposed to be doing millions and millions of tasks in seconds so uh, just just so that we can appreciate the intricate technologies that bring together uh, what we call a processor actually the word processor is not mostly preferred because it seems like a, a very obvious simplification you might find people using the word soc which means a system on a chip so let's look at uh, mediatek processors mediatek processors uh, they are known for their uh they are cheap they are cost effective uh, in another word they are uh, available they are mostly the the ones that are in these funds in that category of let's say uh, the affordable category between ten dollars and, uh, and uh, three hundred dollars. See, those ones will find them with the MediaTek processor. So, MediaTek processors uh the advantages that they are cost effective, they are available, and they have multiple cores. They have multiple cores, they, they tend to have many cores, the logical cores divided. Uh, one of the disadvantages of MediaTek processors is that uh, they consume a lot of power. So, because of this uh, inefficiency in power consumption, they tend to reduce the battery life because of, of, of that. And uh, another thing is that they also heat up. So, when your phone, you're giving it heavy applications, you're running heavy tasks, you find that because there's so many instructions that need to be processed, in a limited time by the processor you find that this processor will heat up so that's also another drawback uh when you look at uh snapdragon snapdragon they are literally the top of this game they are the market leaders they have the best quality but that comes at a price of course you'll have to pay more to access these uh a phone with a snapdragon processor is quite pricey because the processor itself will account for a major part of the cost component so uh, but they are very efficient they are very powerful Uh, MediaTek processors give you a solid performance and Snapdragon they give you that next level you feel yeah this is this is a processor. I feel this is smooth it's it's dynamic it's fast yeah it gives you that smooth experience uh, another thing with the snapdragon processors is that they come with uh they come with an inbuilt gpu that's a graphic processing unit it's called Adreno. so for all uh snapdragon processors they come inbuilt with this Adreno gpu so you find that it's uh, the, the the gpu is very compatible with the processor and that when it comes to processing graphics you have such a uh let's say integrated it's more fluid it's more connected it's easier yeah they correspond to each other very well because they they are in-house both of them are, come from the same maker for MediaTek processors they usually come also with an inbuilt uh, inbuilt graphic processing unit but they are not from MediaTek. mostly they are outsourced from other companies so you might find that the compatibility is not as much as in in, in the snapdragon case yeah so the main issue with the snapdragon is that now you will have to to pay a bit more to to, to get these ones in the 4g category snapdragon has covered 65 uh, 65 of the market this is according to differences between dotnet that uh, in the 4g category for uh, it's been dominated by snapdragon but come to 5g 5g we actually have uh two mainstream now uh applications or methods of we can say systems of uh, using 5G uh, we have the sub-six sub-six is in the high-end phones it's the OG of the 5G's uh, it's the big boy of 5G and uh, it's in Samsung phones these high-end Samsung phones and then we have the millimeter wave millimeter wave is in these uh, other phones not surprising it's uh, phones that are price efficient but if a phone is a bit cheaper and it's using 5g it's most likely find that it's using the millimeter wave so uh right now 5g in kenya is it's in the early stages of being launched uh, mobile service providers are trying to roll this technology out as fast as it can and uh, we have 5g in westlands yeah we tested Westlands. we found 5g when we have in also in kilimani so uh the problem with 5G is that uh, the wave is not—it's uh, easily blocked by objects, by buildings, by trees. So you find that the wave does not travel a long distance, and you will need a lot of transmitters. And, and uh, because of the fast attenuation that this signal suffer, so uh, I think it will take a lot of infrastructure installed on buildings. Mostly high buildings and maybe strategic locations to make sure that there is full coverage of 5G. But the experience is very fast. The experience is it's quite smooth. It's quite fast. The download speeds are crazy. It's next level thing. Uh, it will bridge the gap of I don't know if in a few years we'll be talking about buffering or such things because everything will be real time because of how fast 5G is. You can work remotely. You can control. Mm, and now 5g is actually just coming in the right time because of things like iot things like remote working remote tasks you can control a remote object kilometers away because of 5g the speed is so fast a doctor can do a surgery while very far away they can control the movement of the blades the items because 5g is like real time is like going through i don't know a portal or uh, traveling through time because it's Super fast, so we it's still in its early stages, and uh, we'll get to appreciate more of this technology once it's mainstream, once uh, it's rolled out properly. And uh, yeah, so for now, we have those two we have sub six and we have the millimeter wave. And uh, whichever device you're using, if it supports 5G, yeah, it's it either falls within those two categories. So, uh, apart from apart from apart from the Mediatek and uh, Snapdragon, the other ones we said were uh, the Kirin used by Huawei and uh, the Exynos used by Samsung. But Samsung are actually preferable now they are leaving their Exynos to the Snapdragon. When it comes to 5G, I said in, in the 4G, uh, the Snapdragon was king. But in 5G, we find that y- you have mixed results. Uh, there are phones that are in Kenya, they are considered as flagship or premium funds. These are phones ranging between maybe 35,000 to 60,000. These phones in Kenya will be considered flagship or premium because most of the people's purchasing power will lie around them. But uh, globally, such a phone will be considered a mid range. And uh, the high-end will be, will be the phones that are, are ranging above maybe $1,000, the s 21s the x 60s the Find X for OPPO, the P40, the Mate for Huawei. So uh, those ones are the ones that are likely to have the sub-6. When you come now to what we consider flagship in Kenya, they have the millimeter wave yeah, in, uh, for 5G. So uh, that is the connectivity in, in those phones. Then, uh, mm, apart from the processor, I talked about also the GPU, the ones that is used to render these uh, graphic images. It is when an application is running and it's producing images. Uh, the gpu is one that helps to translate those images to it relieves the processor of the next and all the time it will take to to process and render those images especially from an application that is constantly refreshing or producing newer scenes new images new yeah so the gpu takes care of that part so for the snapdragon you see they come with the inbuilt uh, gpu that is the Adreno, and the mediatek are uh, not necessarily uh, their own but it's made by other manufacturers like for example Mali Mali GPU and uh, you'll find that a higher GPU also will lead to more clarity and uh, sharpness of the images that are being produced by these applications so that's about the processor and the GPU among the internal components we're looking at today Uh, so I was saying uh, in the 5G category right now those phones that we consider flagship in in kenya they 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 are having a mediatek processor actually mediatek is trying to 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 leverage on uh, 5g it's they are in competition with snapdragon so you find that the snapdragon processors right now that support 5g they can they are only available in the high-end phones they are only available in these phones that are costing above a thousand dollars that is something like the snapdragon 888 that one is top of the game it's super expensive it's impossible to fit it in a phone and that phone goes below fifty thousand. so Mediatek this is what they have capitalized on they've produced uh, the Dimensity series Mediatek Dimensity series so we have Mediatek Dimensity 800U Mediatek Dimensity 900U those processors support 5G and at the same time they serve they can they they are cost efficient they are able to 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 fix that processor within a price of below fifty thousand, oh, yeah, or about there. So you find that this is the dominant processor right now for these phones that we that are that will be considered mid-range in the global stage, but flagship in Kenya. So we have these phones like uh Vivo V21. It's uh, it runs on a MediaTek Dimensity 800U, and uh, we have Oppo Reno 6. It's actually just launching right now in the market it also comes packed with a, a MediaTek Dimensity 900 u so you find that uh, this is actually a deviation from the norm because we'd expect that these phones come obvious with snapdragon processors but you find now because of this 5g craze that's going on around that a hey, 5g is actually not usable in most parts of Kenya because this signal is not actually out of its yet. but for consumers to hear that. Yeah, your phone is actually 5G capable. It can support this 5G application then Yeah, so that's uh that's what right now is driving people and uh this processor that is enabling this is uh MediaTek Dimensity series. It's able to be cost-effective and also delivering that 5G, but in most cases it's the millimeter wave and not the sub-6 wave. So, a uh, a phone like uh the recently launched uh Samsung Galaxy Z fold yeah I'm not sure the name but yeah it's a fold the one that is folding fold three yeah that phone uh, has 5G also but now it's using the sub six wave so that's the heavier wave that's the more heavy 5G the real 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 5G where you get to actually feel like yeah this is next level this is something else and um that's about the processor and 5G and its pricing and some of the drawbacks and uh, advantages of these processors that we have in our phones so definitely a processor determines the price of a phone in many cases because that system on a chip is very expensive and it's actually the brain of, of, of your of your phone so uh it's a very important consideration when making a purchase decision what do you want with your phone will you be using your phone for heavy applications will you be using it for productivity apps will you be using it intensively the kind of processor you select will, 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 will help you narrow down your specifications so that you know yeah if this if, if this phone has this processor when i put the kind of work that i put on it it will lead to a strain and maybe some overheating issues a quick draining of the battery maybe i'll have my phone hanging and and so forth so it's important the nature of a work you do with the phone because you all use it for different uses. some some people use it for calling texting everything for some it's the entire office it's everything for them so the kind of processor or the kind of system on it is actually very important and it's actually a very important factor in the cost element because uh, of the of the functions it does so uh that was the processor another internal ch- uh, another other internal components that are very important in the functionality what the performance of a phone are the ram and rom chips most people are confused by these things because yeah they are quite quite they are always paired together ram and rom and uh, sometimes people mix up their functions yeah so ram is random access memory rom is read only memory so random access memory ram what is it this is the memory it's the main memory whereby applications that are currently running store their data the reason why it's called random is because these applications that are currently running can randomly access that data depending on the kind of instructions you're giving these apps depending on the kind of input so if you give an app an instruction if you give an if you key in an instruction that, that that app will need to fetch data to carry out that task, so it randomly accesses that uh, that memory that is being held. So uh, the 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 space that you have, the space that you have will actually determine how much data can be held for these currently running applications. So if you have a smaller space, it means these apps will be squeezed and. Uh, this data will be squeezed for these apps and accessing it will be takes a a bit of time but if you have a larger space you find that more data can be held and it can be random easily accessed very easily accessed so ram is determined is you can increase or decrease the ram uh, depending on the number of apps that you're currently running so if you're running uh, if you're running fewer apps then you'll definitely they'll definitely have more RAM space to run they'll have definitely have more space and if you are running many applications each app will be having its own data that it requires to run. So they'll be occupying up this space and it will cause hanging or a delay in the signals being received back. So if you close these apps you free up more space then definitely it will be much more faster for the remaining apps yeah so ram is not another thing is that ram is not permanent and it's affected by uh powering on or off so when you power off your device definitely all the ram contents are cleared all data that was being held is cleared basically because ram does not store; it basically holds it it is and i'll explain a slight difference between memory and storage it holds it doesn't store so when you power off or uh, when you close the apps you actually clear the ram you can get it to you can you can have more ram space by just clearing or switching off the app because when you're starting your phone no application is running unless you have startup apps that you just set to start up on 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 booting but when you when you haven't set something like that when you're starting your available ram space should be the only thing that should be eating a space maybe is the key functions that are running and maybe the operating system but most of the space will be free Uh, then rom rom is read only memory yeah i know it's read only so people think oh so i cannot edit or change anything but there are different kinds of ROM. so uh a bigger ROM will allow you to store more photos, more music, uh, more videos, more files, more applications. Basically, a bigger ROM allows you to store more of your things without running out of space or without needing an additional external SD card to store that data. So uh, ROM is permanent. It means that when you power off your device, when you switch it on again, you you won't miss any of your files but uh, you can delete maybe photos music yeah there are different kinds of rom so there is a uh, writable rom there is electronically writable rom and such but there are some things you can't actually delete for example the system files that you need for startup uh things like uh, things like the startup files the basic uh, input output system that one you cannot change you cannot alter that part of the phone you cannot uh delete the operating system from your phone unless you overwrite it. Uh this is the read only part. The other parts uh you can change maybe the photos, maybe the music, the partner na- that now you have for storage. So basically this one when you talk about ROM we are talking about storing, we are talking about storage. And uh when you talk about RAM we are talking about holding. So RAM is memory and uh rom is storage and uh, there are different technologies that uh, are used for 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 this ram and rom chips and uh, we look at two mainstream that are mainly available in mobile phones and uh, because of and i'll explain um, 5g aspect in relation to these storage technologies so uh, we have first technology storage technology is called emmc emmc that is called the embedded multimedia card so this one uh it is standard for most electronic devices tvs uh, fridges uh, laptops and all these things so this one it consists of Uh, the emmc the embedded multimedia card consists of a flash storage and flash storage controller installed on the same silicon chip so you have the flash memory itself and uh, the the controller of that flash memory installed on the same chip so you find that it uses parallel technology Uh, it uses the eight bits for parallel and uh, this is it's mostly found in most electronic devices but uh, it has one drawback or two maybe number one it's half duplex meaning that you can't send and receive at the same time that those actions can be simultaneous either you are either sending or receiving because you know how parallel it is it travels in one direction and uh, each chip is on its own bit, uh, line the eight bits actually eight wires each bit is traveling on its own wire so if it's going that direction of sending you actually you can't have others coming in so that means that is the half duplex and um because you can't send and receive at the same time that means you can't carry out read and write operations at the same time uh read read is accessing your files while uh, write is actually storing into that storage so uh that is about the emmc so you find that the random access time also and the sequential access time it will be much slower because uh, it's limited because you can't have multiple threads on on a parallel interface you can not have multiple threads on that parallel interface because these bits have to follow each other one by one and they have to go at a particular direction at a time that's about the embedded multimedia card the new technology that is actually now uh, replacing this old standard is called UFS. That is the universal flash storage. You find that uh, this universal uh, flash storage, um, it uses what we call a NAND technology for the flash memory and the controller. This NAND technology is a thing of it uses logical gates, logical gates meaning a uh, it's if all conditions are true if all inputs are true it produces a false output then if all if some of the conditions are not true it produces a true output so that's how uh, that logical gate works then like uh, if you have if the inputs are all high the output will be low yeah and if all the inputs are low the output will be high so that's how our non-technology works so it's non-volatile meaning that uh it doesn't lose its data and uh it it doesn't lose its data when it's powered off it still retain its data uh, this uh ufs technology and you find that it stores data in blocks in blocks in an integrated circuit so uh, that is the uh ufs technology this te- this technology is uses the serial interface so unlike the uh emmc that use the parallel interface the ufs uses uh, a serial interface and define that with this you'll be able to have multiple threads uh meaning you'll be able to send different files at the same time another thing is that uh, uh, it's full duplex meaning you can send and receive simultaneously and then uh, you can uh, and it's full duplex then uh, that means you can send and receive at the same time you can do write and read operations at the same time that means you can be uh, saving a file at the same time you can be reading reading it you can do both operations at the same time because uh, of the full duplex nature and then uh, because it's a serial interface it it means that uh, the random access time is actually much more shorter and the, also the sequential access time is also uh is also shorter so you find that uh it's much more faster and efficient and uh than than the than the emmc standard so that's why this is a new standard that is replacing the old one it's uh it's replacing uh it's some of the core aspects uh it's re- repurposing um these uh Time of access, the random access time, the sequential access time, the fu- the, uh, the full duplex nature, so that you find that this UFS technology is actually quite uh, the new thing, and uh, it's also been improving. It's not been the same standard. We started with UFS 2.0, that was around in around 2013. Then the speeds came increasing. Right now we are at UFS 3.1. That one is actually very fast and uh, it can do uh two thousand one hundred megabytes per second. That in the terms of the of the read time, read and write time, it's very fast. So uh it's available in smartphones, especially these high-end smartphones. They are the ones then the breakthrough technologies in smartphones actually they usually start with the with the flagship phones yeah if you have a new revolution in the in, in in something like maybe camera technology storage technology or something or maybe even the softwares it will start with the flagship phones first then uh, as it gets used to as people get used to it as people as it becomes more common then you'll now be able to find it yeah in in the other in the other mobile phones so the ufs um, Uh, technology is that now there it's becoming the mainstream technology for for storage and you find that with all its advantages it's actually uh it will be quite something because uh the reason why this the time to, to 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 read and write applications is important is because it determines the speed of opening your apps it determines the speed of how your fast your phone starts and the speed of how all those apps execute their tasks So in the future, uh, this point of uh, the speed of uh, flash storage is going to be very pivotal because um, in terms of network speeds, the 5G is bringing a lot of uh, uh, speed that we can't actually begin to manage. The storage speed and technology is going to to, to have to adjust to level up so that it can manage. Because for instance, uh, 5G. When it's and when it's now you have the peak signal and it's very strong you'll be able to do 20 gigabytes per second so imagine downloading a 10gb file will take less than half a second so it will not be about the internet speed it will be about how fast your storage can actually take this file that has been downloaded and process it and store it in its memory so that's why the storage technology is very important and it's important to know because this part of 5g 5g will not be able to max out the 5g speeds they are very high the next thing is how do we yeah the download speed is high but is your storage technology fast enough to accept that uh, file that has been downloaded and put it in its storage so that's about uh, 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 the speed of the of the of the storage technology and the kind of technology in place so that's, those are the two mainstream uh, uh, EMMC and UFS, for universal flash storage. And, uh, another thing that uh, Honorable Mention is a new technology that is coming up with the RAM and uh, ROM. There is finally a bridge, it's like we are bridging this gap between RAM and ROM because of something we call virtual RAM or what we call extended RAM. Or RAM plus, depending on the company, but it's basically virtual RAM. So what it does is that it takes idle ROM space and it turns this idle ROM space into usable RAM. So you you might have some uh, 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 you you'll have more RAM because the software will take the idle ROM space, convert it to RAM, then add it to your to your to your ram space so imagine if you were running on an 8gb ram that is quite uh, a big space you'll be able to run your app smoothly very fluid no hitches everything is going super fast but imagine adding another another 4gb you're basically eliminating any issue of hanging or uh, responses to touch uh, anything being slow you'll be able to uh, i don't think someone can max out 12gb ram on a phone uh which kind of application can max that out so definitely but uh, apps are being developed that can actually uh, that will take up these resources but that means more efficiency will be able to run more of these apps more of these ram intensive apps without ever hanging without uh, experiencing any glitches it will be so smooth and uh, let's say basically that challenge of hanging is being eliminated by having uh, additional RAM space that comes from idle ROM space, so that's what we call the uh, virtual RAM or extended RAM, and it's a new technology. Uh, other than that, uh, the RAM technologies, uh, that's where we're done with them. Another thing, another component that uh, the another component that determines the performance of a phone is the battery. Battery charge is a very important component in in in, in mobile phones. And it's a very big point for consumers because uh, the kind of battery and the battery size will actually uh, determine uh, whether this phone will fit to to the the requirements of a certain user because if you're far away maybe from power and maybe you once you charge in the morning and and you're out for the day, the next time you'll come back in the evening, you need a phone that will be able to support you of the day if you're an intensive user and uh, maybe when you're traveling for weekends can your phone last at least two days so battery is very important and uh, also another important thing is the charger so battery is usually battery capacity is measured in milliampere hours mAh in, uh, in 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 abbreviation, mah or milliampere hours, and milliampere hours. The bigger the milliampere hours, the bigger the battery capacity, and the more charge it can hold. So um, most commonly, phones range between uh, three thousand five hundred milliampere hours to around uh, six thousand milliampere hours. And uh, the battery is also important because it determines the weight of the phone. So you find that mostly in flagship phones. They really want to preserve that sleek design. They want to have a, a very a smooth phone, lightweight, smooth feel, and uh, not very bulging in the back. So you find that they'll have to compromise on the battery size. They'll have to reduce the battery size so that they can take care of this uh, 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 space and uh, maybe width requirements. And you find that uh, with increasing technology, definitely we are having uh, a smaller batteries with more capacity, yeah so um optimum battery for phone is between 4, and 5000 mh that one will give you a full day usage uh it will uh, it will get you uh, uh you'll use your productivity apps you use you'll have your gaming you'll have your everything and uh, it will run you throughout the day so if you'll charge in the morning in the evening you'll still have some charge it will not have run out so for 5000 if you're not quite a heavy user you might even do two days before charging again so that is about the battery the charge when you look at a charger there is usually a charger rating that is given we measure charge in watts so but watts, you have to to have the amperes and the voltage so that you know actually how many watts am i working with so if you have a 5 volt one ampere charger that charger is 5 watts So the voltage times the ampere will give you the watts, so if you have 5 volts, 2 amperes, that one will give you a 10 watt charge. If you have a 9 volt, 2 ampere, it will give you 18 watts charge. So the moment you reach 18 watts, you start hearing terms like fast charge, because uh, that one can make your phone reach 80%. For a 5000 mAh battery, you'll reach 80% within an hour uh but uh, with the flagship phones they usually put uh they usually increase the the, the rating the the charger rating to things like uh, uh 33 watts we have 50 watts right now we have 65 watts those are charges that can reach a hundred percent in 30 minutes yeah so imagine just waking up in the morning you don't have to you forget about charging your phone in the night just a simple uh 30 minutes 30 minutes you used to prepare in the morning taking breakfast and taking a shower you just charge your phone from zero to 100 so with that you actually even eliminating the need to leave phones overnight yeah or maybe you're in a hurry and uh, you maybe you're going somewhere and your phone hasn't have charge within 30 minutes your phone is full you get all the uh, charge you need and you're ready to go so uh that is uh you have to get the right uh uh, charger for your battery because uh, if it's less that means you won't be able to you will not be unlocking the kind of efficiency that is supposed to and that is about charge also there is not much about these things but one thing i want to highlight is uh uh, uh, some misconceptions and some things people do without uh without much information maybe because of common practices Something like uh, if you buy a new phone, you have to charge it overnight, or uh, you have to you don't switch it on until it's fully charged. Yeah, I'll clarify some of these things. So, phone batteries are made of are made up of, of, of lithium. So, this lithium, uh, it's it's lithium ions that are connected together. Okay, so when they are when you form they are form they form a covalent bond between these lithium ions so when you have so many of these ions interconnected what form is a polymer so this polymer these bonds between these ions of this polymer the bonds actually the ones that hold the charge so when you have a new phone the reason as to why you need to charge it to hundred percent is that some of these bonds are usually inactive when uh, when 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 the when the phone hasn't been charged when the phone is new so the purpose of charging it is that so that you can energize or you can activate all those ions all those bonds between these lithium polymers when you do that you'll be able to 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 get the full usage, the full capacity of your battery if you have a 5000 milliamps battery you'll be able to use the full amount of it uh when you don't charge your phone for the first time to a hundred percent maybe you charge it let's say to 80 these there is a, a section of your battery that will be wasted because those 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 sections those bonds those lithium bonds will not be activated for that section so you'll be charging your phone it reaches hundred percent it shows you in the in, in the screen that it's reached hundred percent but in reality in the battery it's only reached the previous level you had charged to so some of this part of this battery that was not energized you find that it's it's now wasted you will not be able to unlock it. So that one will will not make full use of a battery. And it's very important to charge it to full capacity for the first time, most preferably when uh, 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 it's off. You, when it's off, you charge it to a full capacity. Uh, the reason why we don't advise uh, uh, you, you'll be running uh, heavy applications or you're watching videos while the phone is charging is that it produces things called mini cycles and uh, those reduce your battery life yeah so uh if you charge it yeah, well not all the time avoiding usage while while, while, while charging you'll be able to, to to make better use of your battery and you'll be able to enjoy a longer battery life so that's for today uh, we finished about the 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 internal components of a phone the most important parts the processor the 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 RAM ROM chips, the network chip, which I mentioned there, is in charge is responsible for the network, whether 4G, 5G, 3G, and uh, most importantly the battery and the charging, and uh, some of the technologies that are related with these aspects. So, thank you, and uh, hope we tune in for the next episode of the Text Basics Review Podcast. <music>